Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome to another episode of the Kasafa Show, where we look ahead to the new league season in South Africa, and we get the thoughts of the Mamelodi Sundowns co-coach Mangobe Mwiti on his team's preparations, the new signings, and the fine balancing act of competing on the domestic front as well as in the African Champions League. Kasafa this week announced a groundbreaking three-year partnership with the KwaZulu-Natal Provincial Government and Etiquini Municipality that will see the flagship Kasafa Cup staged in Durban, along with the Kasafa Women's Champions League and a return to the calendar for beach soccer. We hear from the various stakeholders in the partnership who share their thoughts and vision for the coming years. But we start with Coach Miti, who guided his side past Kaiser Chiefs in the MTN8 quarterfinals last weekend, a competition that Sundowns have not won since 2007. It's the beginning of a long campaign for the Brazilians, and Miti says the first piece of silverware is firmly in their sights as he tries to explain why they've gone so long without lifting the trophy. Sundowns edge past Kaiser Chiefs in last weekend's MTN8 quarterfinals with a penalty shootout victory. The coach was asked just what Stuart Baxter will bring for the Amakosi this season. Yeah, in, in terms of uh, knowing the coach and what is strongest, that uh, Stuart Baxter is one of the strongest coaches on set pieces. That is one area he will never compromise. He's very strong there. And he does have the ammunition for that type of a game in Nukovic in Matoho, in Cardoso, Katsande, in Pahele, if he's, he's play, deciding to play him at right back. Uh, he's got quite a, a reasonable number of players that can help. Even Nange is a factor in that space, to be honest. And also, one of his major components in the game is a transitional game, uh, which is counter-attacks, not necessarily a lot of break-attacks because... His teams are not very strong in counter-pressing and pressing from the top, but uh, they always give themselves that space behind your defense. And that is basically where you would expect him to be. But looking at the profile of the players that he has, and one one in particular being Nukovic, that uh, would not be as lethal when he has to play a counter-attacking game. He's more lethal when he's in and around the box a lot. And that is something that you will have to make very hard decisions because for a proper, proper counter-attacking game, a Kama, Keegan, Sekota combination would be a very dangerous combination or a Parker, uh, Kama, Sekota combination would be lethal on a counter-attacking game. But uh, it has got some compromises defensively. It also has some compromises uh, on set pieces because it means they are losing one of their key players early. So it's a it's a very interesting encounter, but we know for a fact that his main, main approach would be set pieces. He's very dangerous. Even on throw-ins, he's very dangerous. Uh, he's got a lot of schemes in that space. Uh, also on, on transition. The question on everyone's lips is whether Gaston Serena will stay at Sundowns this season with offers from a number of other clubs and just how committed he is to the cause. To be honest, when he came back from Urukai, he, he looked very interested. He looked committed to, to play within the club. He looked serious about his training and all that. But unfortunately, he, he got a knock in his knee, which was a great one. 
he's back in training this week, but uh, we have not really seen him. How is he going to come up? But the truth of the matter, in terms of the outlook, it does not look like he, he wants to he wants to leave. But uh, I think the club is, is is very clear also in that space that if he has to leave and people are still interested, they must just bring an offer to the table and the club is very considerate of whatever that might happen because the club does not want to kill Gaston's uh, career. That is very important from the chairman of the club to the board uh, and everybody else around the club, even to us, the technical team. If he no longer wants to play for Sundowns and people are coming with uh, good offers on the table, the club is willing to take them. But what is, is not looking good sometimes is when there is too much talk of, of what is likely to happen, but nothing really happens on the table. So at this stage, I think it's a wait and see situation. But in terms of the commitment, the boy looks good and I don't have any issues with him and the coaches are very happy with him to be honest. Sundowns have made a number of new signings with Safiso Ngobeni returning to his Mamelodi home. So where will he fit in and what does he bring to the team? Sfiso is a, he's a very talented footballer. footballer. Very, it's going to be very important for Sundowns attack. Very, very important in the Sundowns attack because offensively, everybody knows what he's capable of. Uh, be it the opposition is compact, be it the opposition is, uh, is, uh, is stretched, is, is very useful. One against one, he's got, he's got something to do. Uh, his crossing ability can improve a little bit, but uh, he gets in those spaces and he's very dangerous. He can even score goals in, in those channels and he's got a very good cutback from him. Defensively, he's, he's still finding it a little bit difficult and I will tell you why, because uh, many a times at Celtics, he was playing as a wingback. Uh, he was not playing as a fullback where there are two centre-backs and he is expected to fulfill all the duties in the wide channel defensively, one against one against the opponent and shifting from one side to the other, defending with an L if needs be. And the players are are trying to attack the space in front of our defense. He's got a lot to learn in that space, but the possibilities of him learning that and coming out right are very high because he's very intelligent and it's coachable. So we are optimistic that he's going to be very important for us. Uh, even when we signed him, we knew we, we are looking for the future of Sundowns. Obviously, he will get game time this season. It does not mean we are looking for the future, but he's not going to play. But the competition is very rife between between him, uh, Lyle Lakey, and Divine Lunga. It's a, it's a very interesting competition, I must say. And uh, it has awakened even Lyle Lakey. He's looking very good. And Divine, unfortunately, had a knock. He'll be joining the team this week, so we are not too sure where exactly he is. But uh, I must say it's a, it's a very good addition to the club. Sundowns will once again be looking to lift the CAF Champions League this season and sorting out a squad to compete on all fronts is difficult, according to the coach. We are in a very unfortunate situation. We happen to play more, more matches than probably any other team in the league. But... Uh, one big issue is the money, how to manage the squad. Last season, we were a little bit fortunate because of a, a very rife COVID situation that forced us to play almost every, every member of the squad. But this season, we, we think the situation is slightly getting better uh, based on the tests that we have done over, over time. 
So we, we are beginning to think that it might be a little bit better because sometimes it's not always proper to have a very big squad uh, that you have maybe eight or nine or ten players in training that are outside when you are doing your tactical work and you must now compensate and try and bring everybody in and give everybody a chance. So that makes it very difficult for us. But as coaches and what is happening at the moment, we we are around 30 to 32 players that we, we have within the team and possibility maybe of settling at 30 or 32. But at this stage, it's, it's a little bit difficult because it's difficult to take very tough decisions and COVID is also hovering around you because the reason why even KEF allowed us to have about 40 players was based on the fact that from time to time you lose players. I remember last year when we went to play Colenaros, I think we were without 11 of our players uh, in the game that we played away at Colenaros. And we fortunately, because we had a big squad, we, we maneuvered and we were able to within that space, have a team that would come back with a throw away from home. But under normal circumstances, to lose 11 of your regular players uh, should make should cause a lot of problems. But on the day, we were fortunate uh, to be able to come back with something. And it was the worst scenario that we had. Others, you'd have five out, four out, three out, something like that. And uh, there was a stage of the slump where... I think in three matches, we, we were struggling with COVID at that time. But uh, from then up until now, I think even the players, the way they handle themselves and the areas they find themselves in and making sure that they prevent uh, situations of, of them uh, getting COVID because we will never know about this thing. But we have done very well over, over probably the last six to seven months in making sure that we don't have too many people that find themselves in that situation. Mr. Timothy Shongwe, who is the chairman of Kasafa's competitions committee, explains why they have signed a three-year partnership with the KwaZulu-Natal provincial government and the Etiquini municipality. He also outlines what will be coming up later in the year after the 2021 Total Energy's CAF Women's Champions League Kasafa qualifier. Well, the government of KwaZulu-Natal and Etiquini municipality. We've always been, uh, this is not the first time we've worked with them, and we've worked with them before. And uh, during that period where we worked with them, we realized that uh, they have, we both ourselves and them, we want the same thing. And we want development in our in our, in, in our game, in our football. They also want development in, in the region and they want their people to benefit. And they have elevated the sports as an economic driver. Therefore, we thought we share the same vision, the same value, and we were motivated to get into a partnership and a very good partnership with them too. Look, as men, uh, we've been, I think, uh, it's my opinion, we've been very unfair to our women. We have forged ahead and left them behind, uh, especially in football and other sectors as well. I mean, organizations like FIFA and CAF um, realized this over years. 
And uh, there was also push for, from other areas to actually assist and develop women football. And uh, we are very proud as COSAFA that uh, we have been one of those that uh, actually took the challenge quite a bit earlier. And I think this is our fifth or sixth women competition in, in, in general. And uh, we are proud that uh, we have um, provided platform and an environment for women to firstly advertise themselves and, uh, and, and be seen by scouts, international scouts. You are probably aware that uh, we have players in South Africa. I think six or eight of them are playing overseas. And uh, most of them, in fact, all of them were actually scouted or noticed in our women championship in Gobeha. And we are very proud about that. And this is what we want to do. And for this Champions League and for, for CAF to actually honor us with the responsibility to organize this uh, championship is very, very important for us because it adds into our catalog one more women uh, competition. And uh, this, I hope, will assist our women, uh, not only national teams, but clubs as well, to, to progress because it's not all the, uh, the national teams consist of players from countries, but not all the players from, from clubs are able to play in the national team. So this one is actually providing an opportunity to clubs uh, from our respective countries to participate in COSAFA competition and showcase their talents and also who knows, they could have uh, scouts running around and signed them. We've always done this. This is not our first qualifier as COSAFA. We have had a qualifier for the under-17, I think, twice now. And then last year or early this, was it last year, with the under-20 qualifier. We always uphold um, the highest standards in terms of uh, the requirements that are required, uh, are put forward by CAF as to what are the things that need to be in place for us to be able to organize and implement and execute um, the, at a level where qualifiers are, are required to perform. So we, we, we are very excited and we've done this. We will do this again. And uh, we have all the capabilities and the management uh, to implement this project as we did with the other projects that we had before. Well, we're starting with the Champions League uh, next week, of course, and uh, it will be followed with uh, beach soccer, uh, possibly mid-October, early um, November. And then uh, we will be uh, hosting the Champions League, uh, uh, sorry, the, uh, the Women's Championship in, in Tobera, um, next month. But then we will come back here um, next year. Um, the Kosafa Cup is coming here next year. So I think everyone is looking forward to that one because that's when uh, a lot of South African uh, clubs um, gather around when the games are taking place to look for new players and scout for new players. So that one uh, is our flagship and uh, most of the people, particularly here in South Africa, uh, are looking forward to that one. Dr. Tubile Sufundu is the HOD for the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Arts, Culture, Sports and Recreation. And she gives some insight into why the province was the perfect choice for Kasafa. Yeah, as a province of KwaZulu-Natal, in all honesty, I think we are really excited uh, on, on three fronts. We're excited because with COVID-19, we haven't really had much action. But now with 
this partnership, we are assured, you know, that there will be uh, activity again. So having uh, the, the, the three legs of Hasafa is actually ha- helping us because it's, it's about women. It's, it's about sport promotion and development of women in sport. It gives us that opportunity because we will be hosting the women's uh, championship play. And of course, it's also about ensuring that we have fun, you know, um, uh, through the beach soccer, for example. We really, really are bringing fun to the people. And at the same time, we also want to encourage our youth in particular to be able to participate in the value chains that this whole uh, activity presents. Because when you're at the beach, we also want you to en- uh, engage with the opportunities that the ocean's economy uh, is actually presenting to you. But not only just the ocean's economy, we also want our young people to be uh, introduced to uh, other you know, uh, subsectors of growing the economy like the clothing and textile, you know, the gear that we'll be, uh, you know, uh, be uh, putting on for the tournaments. We would love to have that locally produced. So we do want to encourage our young entrepreneurs to actually participate, not just in the sport and the various codes, but also to pursue the various value chains that the sport presents. We're also on the third front excited because uh, we have an opportunity to promote sport tourism, uh, destination marketing beyond the games. We do want people to actually uh, come back to the province, which is why we've partnered with ETIA, particularly tourism development in the, in the Department of Economic Development. We do want to actually ensure that people get exposed to the best uh, um, you know, uh, tourism destinations that this province uh, has to offer. We are partnering with Eteguini. Of course, they're giving us beautiful facilities, uh, state-of-the-art facilities. For example, where we are currently, Moses Mabida, nothing really beats this, you know. Even the training venues, uh, because we actually put them up during 2010, they are really, really in good condition. So, so that partnership with Eteguini really offers very well for, uh, you know, staging of, of, of these games. So, so at the end of the day, I think we all have to put, uh, you know, uh, it's all hands on deck. You know, Eteguini is doing their bit. For some of the games, we are also doing our bit. So is economic development or Etia. Yeah, Kosofa is a huge platform. It is really a huge platform. Now, if you look at the agreement that we've signed with Kosafa, it has elements of skills development. It has elements of leaving behind a legacy uh, for the province. And that legacy for us is to ensure that what we've started with Kosafa is sustained beyond the three years. So it will actually feed into the program that the province currently has for the development of a sport uh, for women. After three years, I think we just want to be number one. Uh, when, when given an opportunity as a province, we really do want to excel. But at the same time, we want to actually ensure that uh, through a progression of AMA Clubs Aid, that they actually get an opportunity in their numbers to participate in, 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 in world platforms like KEF uh, presents to us. We want to say to the people of KZN, this is our opportunity to shine. This is our opportunity to actually present what KZN is about. Now, 
in our province, we are known for our hospitality and there will be, uh, you know, people that will actually be visiting our province for the first time. So we do want our people to be as friendly as they can, but also to have fun in the process, which is why we are saying, if Uvuzela is Andeni, wherever we are, in our taxes, at our homes, wherever we are, because it will be without spectators. So the fact that we can't go and be, uh, you know, where the, the, the games are, doesn't mean that we shouldn't have fun. So we really hope that everybody in KZN hosts these games, but also looks forward to beyond 2023, because the legacy of these games is going to remain with us for a long, long time. Etikweni Municipality Representative Councillor Sibungaseni Mkize believes the city has a great deal to offer Kasafra and football fans. Looks forward to a time when the spectators will be back in the stadium. We are so excited as a city. Firstly, I am Sibungaseni Mkize, the chief whip of Etikweni Municipality. I am representing the mayor of Etikweni Kansana Mkulisi Kaunda. We are so excited. Since this year, our country has announced this year as the year of Mama Chaloti Makleg. And now we are coming to welcome the, the tournament, the women tournament that we're going to be happening in our city. We are so excited because Devon is a better place to be. Uh, we can't wait uh, to receive uh, uh, the, 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 the women in our city to play and also to, to see all the beauty of our city. It is so uh, motivating, but uh, you know that if you want to see a success sporting, uh, you can go uh, where Ever party, Deppen is a better place to be. And we are so excited that this women's tournament is coming to our city and the Kosafa has, has correctly so uh, 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 contacted us and, 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 and touched us as, as, as the place where we can, when this, this game can be played. Absolutely, absolutely. As a city, we aspire to showcase that we support our women's equally to the men. Because at the end, we must make sure that we are living, we, we, we receive the better equal, irrespective of men or women. As they are coming to our city, uh, I've said in the, in the speech that firstly, in Eteguini, we have a, a, a Teppen a football club. We want to build more teams to showcase that at a, at a young age, uh, our girls uh, to embark on, the, on, on, on soccer and we give the necessary support that we need. So we have enough time, uh, three years is enough time to showcase that we implement that. And our city has a department specifically to deal with a development, to development of the sports. The, the tournament will be success. They will be safe in Etewini. They want to be a, the, the, the permanent a citizen of a dependent. At the end of this game, all of them will be, want to be dependent. That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We wish all the sides competing in the Kasafa qualifiers for the CAF Women's Champions League all the very best of luck as that tournament gets underway next week in Durban. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoloduma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Goodbye. Goodbye.